Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Yishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from the land of Israel on the Land of Israel Network. And you're with me wherever you are, and you are in the Land of Israel wherever you are when you're putting your mind uh, to connecting with our story here. And uh, today's show is certainly going to be an unusual one. Uh, I couldn't hook up with Rabbi Mike this week because, Rabbi Mike Foyer, because there was just too much going on in this week of celebrations of Jerusalem's uh, reunification 50 years and uh, the uh, conquest and return of Judea and Samaria to the hands of the Jewish people. Um, and for me personally, also, of course, the uh, celebrations of the Hebron Day, which is the day after Jerusalem Day. And it happens to be that today is Hebron Day. Today is Yom Hebron, uh, the day that we celebrate the return of the Jewish people to Hebron, which was rested in horrific fashion from our hands in 1929 after the 29 massacres in which 67 people were ruthlessly uh, knifed and beaten, raped and destroyed. Uh, and then the British that were in charge of Hebron at the time of, of the Jewish community in Israel uh, evicted us summarily from our town. Tonight we're celebrating 50 years uh, since coming back to our town and rebuilding it. Hebron, where of course the mothers and fathers of the Jewish people are buried, the founding fathers and mothers, the biblical founding fathers and mothers. Now, um, today's show is unusual because since I couldn't get Rabbi Mike on the, uh, couldn't make a time with him, uh, and oh, I forgot to mention that of course Donald Trump was here and hard to navigate the city, uh, so there was there was all kinds of challenges. Furthermore, last night I really wanted to record with Malka uh, after we came back from the massive flag parade uh, in uh, at the Western Wall uh, in Jerusalem and at the Western Wall. I couldn't do it. Um, so, I, well, the reason we came home, we were very late and it was like 12:30 night. Oh, and then we went to a, uh, a event for Cherna Moskowitz, uh, who's the famous donor. Uh, her and her husband, Irving Moskowitz, have really, the philanthropists who have really helped rebuild life in eastern Jerusalem, Hebron, and places like that, the tough places in Israel, and they're uh, wealthy folks from America who already in the early 70s understood the importance of rebuilding life in these places, and they put their whole life on it. It was just such so fabulous to see Cherna and, um, and a lot of the folks that have made life in Judea and Samaria and Eastern Jerusalem possible. So we got home very late and then I couldn't record. So then I decided, and today is the most busy day for me. I have a massive, massive concert that I'm not totally in charge of, but I'm one of the people who have really helped uh, create this event and, uh, or at least on the team of, of great folks that are uh, behind a, a massive event tonight in Hebron. And um, uh, my, uh, the CEO, the Director General of our community, uh, Uri Karzen and, uh, and Ashi Horowitz are kambats. That, guy, that means the guy who's in Hebrew, kambats means Katsin Mifzaim. He's the officer in charge of operations, operations officer. Um, have organized, put together a, a humongous evening tonight that's going to have uh, tremendous repercussions all over Israel. And we have uh, top musicians. So, because of all that, the bottom line is here's what I'm trying to get to is that while I'm driving right now to Hebron, and I'm rushing because I have to uh, give uh, some guiding to buses that are coming into Hebron right now from the Mizrahi, uh, World Mizrahi Movement, and get ready for the big show tonight. I decided that the simple way to do the show today 
is to do it while driving. And I thought maybe we'd have a little bit of fun together while I'm driving as I'm looking at the beautiful terraces uh, of Judea and the new building of Ephrat. Ephrat is a beautiful town where my brother lives uh, and it's being built up just to see the changes happening on the, uh, in the field. You could see that a place where there was just a barren mountain is now uh, a block of uh, a street block with, with, with houses and apartments. And you're just like, this is happening in my time. I'm seeing this happen with my fleshly eyes. It's, it's, it's happening right before us, all of us. And we have to understand the power of, of the miraculousness of our time. Uh, I see it right before me, and I'm sharing it with you as I'm driving to Hebron, which is a uh, you know a road that um, so many people are afraid to travel, and so so and us, uh, the people who work in Hebron, are trying so hard to make you unafraid to travel. But that leads me right into the big topic of today's show, which is um, the sweet reality and the bitter reality. You know, I spend a lot of time talking with you about the sweet reality. And, and I guess the sweet reality is so, so much sweeter than, than even conceivable to any of us uh, that, that God should ingather the Jewish people to this land and, and do what I, what I was just talking about, which are the, the bitter things. And then I'm going to go back to the Trump, uh, to the story of Trump also. So, so yesterday morning, Yom Yerushalayim, Jerusalem Day, along with a thousand other people, at least a thousand if not more, I decided that um, I will go up to the Temple Mount. And if you go to my Facebook page, you could see uh, my trip to the Temple Mount because I did it live. And basically what happened was is that it was supposed to be open till 11. I got there 10 to 10. And then the security and all the stuff and, and the fact that we have to go up with these, you know, groups of Jews. Gentiles could just go right up. Just go ahead. Just take a walk. But Jews have got to be monitored by groups of the Islamic waqf and the Israeli police. And they check your ID and they see if you ever made trouble in the Temple Mount. And it's a whole rigmarole to make sure that you are okay to go up to the Temple Mount. So I got there. But it took, it took more than an hour for us to get up there. We basically got up there five minutes to 11. Now, according to the rules, the Temple Mount closes at 11 on Yom Yerushalayim for, 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 for Jewish visitors. So um, at, um, we get there 5 to 11. And the minute we get up there, they tell us instead of going the full circle, which is all the way around, you're only going on the very, very partial... Um, walk on the on the Temple Mount and that means it's a much shorter trip and much less time for us so people were very very disappointed we were waiting for a long time and now we just want to go up uh, and and really have our spiritual time that you're barred from praying up there but okay so you're barred from praying but you can pray in your you're barred from physically praying but you're allowed to uh, pray with your heart and you know whatever the kind of speak inside your heart and your mind and and in your mouth Keep it closed, but 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 keep that tongue praying. Um, but suddenly we were kind of told that we were have, and and we basically literally had a, a minute and a half. You could see it on the video. And uh, there were people on the and, and they group you in with other people, and they were very bitter at the fact that they weren't allowed to pray, normally. 
okay. So as we're getting kind of pushed off the mountain, the group stops, and instead of kind of listening to police, they just kind of are hanging out there a little bit, trying trying to argue with the police, walk up uh, folks, and then uh, at the same time turning around and whipping us off of the mountain. And I got chucked at least three times, two, three times, I'm not sure, uh, by police, a kind of brutally mount are so, uh, excuse me, uh, singing Hatikvah is so scary and so dangerous. It's kind of like, it's kind of almost humorous. Um, so, um, you, you, you people have reacted tremendously to this video. You gotta see this video. It's not even, I don't even know why, but people have just been so moved by it. And, and again, I want you to, to consider what I was thinking about is Jewish sovereignty, 50 years later, after the famous phrase was uttered, Har Habayit Be'adeinu, it was also Wednesday, uh, 50 years ago, when when the, the commanders of the paratroopers said, the Temple Mount is in our hands. And yet the state of affairs today is, is that really it's a um, Muslim shrine, and we are kind of a foreign entity there. And this ties into something that I kept seeing throughout this uh, 50th uh, year celebrations, and that is the sanctification of the Western Wall as the holy site is a very convenient way for people to forget about the Temple Mount and to make it all very simple. The, the, uh, the Holy Sepulchre, Sepulchre is the Christian site, the Western Wall is the Jewish site, and the Temple Mount, the Haram al-Sharif, or the Al-Aqsa Mosque, is now the Muslim site. Well, that's very convenient, but it's simply not true. And I bumped into a good friend of mine, a, a real political uh, politico named Uri Bank. And Uri Bank says, you know, I swore off many years ago not to pray at the Western Wall so that nobody would believe the narrative that we are at our holy spot. So that was uh, my morning of, of Jerusalem Day. And then at night, uh, as I was uh, after, after the beautiful concert, after the flag parade, which was a tremendous show of life force of the Jewish people, uh, after all that, uh, Malka and I were driving uh, through some Arab roads because we wanted to bypass the, the lockdown around the old city because of the parade, the, the flag parade. And um, we were in some minor traffic. We were heading to that event that I was telling you about with Cherna Moskowitz, uh, which was run by the Atarit Koanim Reclamation Organization that are really working on the Muslim Quarter and the Yemenite village. Just great folks. And... Um, we're sitting in minor traffic when suddenly uh, I hear a, a thump on the trunk or in the back window, and then I hear a thump uh, on the right door, and then a, th a real thud, uh, thud thump, however you want to understand it, hitting the window where Malka was sitting. Now that my windows are rock proof, they're made out of uh, you know a plexiglass type thing. Uh, I don't know what it's called, uh, you know, uh, you know, like a plastic really, and. Uh, Later, under examination, we saw, I see it right now as I'm driving, the mark that was left was exactly where Malka's head was. A very sharp and very hard stone was whipped at us. And uh, at that point, given the fact that Malka was with me and we were in a very Arab area and the baby was with me, I basically uh, hit the gas and just busted out of there. Uh, there was no way, even though I was armed, am armed, there was no way for me to really deal with that situation in any effective way other than to get out of there. Uh, and so also on Jerusalem Day or the tail end of it, uh, they're not fully sovereign. And that's a big problem. 
that was uh, some of my experiences uh, yesterday uh, on Jerusalem Day. And, and at the same time, you know, a, a total joy uh, at, at being where we are today. And that's exactly the trick. You know, that is the trick that so many people fail to, to be able to master, which is to be happy with, with, with the incredible gift that we are living today. Uh, but at the same time, uh, understanding that that, that gift uh, has a long way to go. Sometimes I even understand that the, the two stories that I told you is also being a gift, in that we have we still have a lot what to do. We're not done. We have to we have to fight so much. We have to um, we have to act so much. But that's a gift because that means we're still in the game. Those people that think that Messiah will do everything for them they just knock themselves out of the game. The game is to be part of the messianic process. The game is to be part of God's dream. The game is to be part of building a Jewish state, defending it, fighting back. The game is to, to even fight the, the, the harsh and negative philosophies that are so prevalent today. Uh, the fears and the, and, the, uh, and, the, and the rotten ideas. And, and there's a great privilege in being able to act. I personally find it to be an incredible privilege. Like yesterday, as I sat at dinner with Chernin Moskowitz and all these other great activists, I felt a tremendous privilege. I said, wow, Yishai Fleischer, you get to be at a table with these people? That's, that's incredible. It's just so incredible that, that they're doing what? Rebuilding Jerusalem? What, a, what an honor and a privilege, really. What a, what a tremendous gift. But at the same time, don't put on rose-colored glasses. We've got a lot that we have to do uh, to, to still win. And don't think that the game is over. Um, so that's my experiences on Jerusalem Day. All right, now let's go to uh, a second issue, and that is the uh, uh, the Trump visit. Before I actually get to that, I just want to say now I am approaching uh, the outskirts of Kirat Arba Chevron. Lots of beautiful, huge Arab houses here, including a mansion that I see here. Lots of beautiful grape uh, plants. Of course, the land of Judea is famous for its grape plants. And pretty soon, pretty quickly, I'll be in Hebron with the help of God. And this, this fabulous and beautiful road, so many people are scared to go on this road, uh, is, is the road to mom and dad. And we should never be scared of, of coming to mom and dad. I'm so, I, I suddenly feel like I'm choking up a little bit because I'm so you know, emotional at the fact that... Uh, that today is Yom Chevron, and I so want us to honor the Bible, honor our parents, honor God's beloved, and I think that's uh, that's today. In any case, uh, I want to talk about uh, uh, the Trump visit. Um, great to see the President of the United States land in Israel. A cute uh, pomp and circumstance stuff. It was nice to see this red orange, you know, character who very well maybe some people say that he's a um, uh, a reincarnation of Esau himself and has come to uh, uh, to kind of fix uh, the sins of Esau and, and to love Israel, this, this super red-orange person, you know, just like Esau was, um, Esau, uh, could be, could be, could be. All that stuff is speculation, of course. But I want to talk about not so much Donald Trump. I want to talk a little bit about how Israel treated Donald Trump. There was a few things that really stood out in my mind. When Donald Trump was in Saudi Arabia... He took part in a sword dance. And everybody remembers that sword dance because it was so almost fun and outlandish and also 
uh, a show of strength. You know, the sword dance, like I'm dancing with the swords. But in Israel, let's compare what the let's compare the sword dance to what we did in Israel, which is what um, come to, to come to the Western Wall, nay, the Wailing Wall. Come to the Wailing Wall. Why don't you wail with us? Here is the remnant of our temple that was destroyed two thousand years ago. Okay, are you done with that? Great. That's very solemn. Come to our next solemn moment at Yad Vashem. Remember the Holocaust. And it's like, dudes. He just came from a sword dance. And he got a big, like, golden medal. Can we not do something that's awesome, powerful, and not ninny, sissy, sad, uh, the, the oppressed hurt Jew, and all that kind of stuff? Show some strength. Show some strength. Uh, what do I mean by that? I mean, imagine if they put, if they put Donald Trump in a Merkava tank, one of our Israeli tanks, and said, President Trump, do you uh, see through the scope one of the ISIS, uh, uh, ISIS uh, vehicles with, uh, with the rocket launchers in the back? Yes, I do. Fire away, sir. Boom! You hit it. President Trump, you just destroyed ISIS through a Merkava 4 tank. You are now an honorary IDF soldier. Like, show some strength. They didn't even go for the Israeli high tech. Like, show them the awesomeness of the power of Israel. Not just the, the ninniness, the sadness, the, 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 you know, show them our sword dance. And, and, and in the same vein, there was a repeated ad nauseum, the recurring mantra of peace. Ladies and gentlemen, stop talking about peace. You don't get peace through talking about peace. You get peace through talking about strength. All we have to do is talk about Israeli strength. Just talk about Jewish and Israel. Um, um, what else did we show them? Yad Vashem, you know, the, the, the symbol of our, you know, almost destruction. Yes, we survived it and it's miraculous and it's beautiful. But still, though, you know, I want to show Israeli strength. I want to show Israeli pride. Talk about these things and stop talking about peace vis-a-vis the very people that talk in the same day to take away your land. The very same day that we were talking peace, Abbas was talking about the 67 borders, and then at the very same day, he uh, inaugurated, the day before, he inaugurated uh, two new uh, uh, streets, squares, uh, in in honor and naming of, of terrorists who killed Jews. So do me a favor, people, don't talk about, don't talk peace with your enemies at this time. Okay, the whole world thinks we're occupying. Talk about the, 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 the strength and truth of our land. You strengthen our narrative, not just the poverty, poor, broken Jew narrative, the, the strong and proud and knows what's right narrative, the, the, the Jew that, that is going to hold on to their, his land, her land, and, and know that it's ours and going to push back on the bad guys for the first time in 2,000 years, armed and proud and religious. You know, take them to a yeshiva. Show them that we're studying the same Torah that we've studied for the last 2,000 years. Show them, the, show, take them to the high-tech places. Show them the stuff that we develop. Show them the, the, the weapons that we develop. Yes, I, unlike some of my colleagues, am proud of the weapons that we develop. Okay, I'm proud of that. And I hope that they're used against bad guys. And I think we should be proud of, of, uh, of, of our abilities to do that. Uh, and it's, it's healthy for the world to see it. But instead, Israel showed itself, I don't know, 
you know, in this, in this, in this, it's like, it's like a, you, let's call the whole thing like a Western wall narrative, the whole thing. Western wall, peace, broken Jew narrative. In the meantime, he's dancing with, uh, with swords in Saudi Arabia and signing $110 billion deal. Did we sign any deal with him on this trip? That, you know what I'm saying? Make it more robust and, and not ninny-ish and not sissy-ish, not weenie-ish. And, and that is something that I wanted to see uh, uh, during the 50th. And when it came to Jerusalem Embassy, we should have had a demand, a demand on these things. Not, uh, not a request and a this and that and a hint, hint. The people of Israel should have said, we demand, President Trump, that you recognize Jerusalem in accordance with the law of the United States of America. But not, we didn't hear that either. So what can I tell you? I lament. I'm sorry, you know. I lament. That's, it's bitter in my mouth. Uh, this 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 way that we're behaving it's not it's uh, you know I, I didn't I didn't see my Israel shine uh, and show itself off to what it's supposed to be and that that was uh, what can I tell you it was it was embarrassing for me I was embarrassed by it or, or I certainly wasn't I certainly wasn't uh, I certainly wasn't uh, uh, I was just as I was talking to you getting upset I was swerving into another lane so a jeep behind me beat me security jeep anyway folks guess what let's we're gonna i'm gonna stop being upset i'm gonna be excited because the strength that i'm talking about is here it is real the strength it's not something that we have to dream up and conjure it's so so here i wish that donald trump would have seen the flag parade we should have made the flag parade a, a few days earlier so that he could see the, 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 the what is a a flag parade of of tens of thousands of young people that would have been awesome that would have been awesome, okay? I just want Israel to be awesome. I think all of us want that. I think we've lost sometimes sight about how to sell it as awesome. And instead we sell it as like ninny. And I, and I lament that very much. And I, and I say again now to you, it's not that we have to put on airs or a show. It's here. And tonight, uh, as Jewish people converge on the tombs of their fathers and mothers in Hebron. Oh, by the way, how about bringing, bringing him to Hebron and showing, showing Trump... Um, that, uh, that we still honor our mothers and fathers uh, who are buried here in a, in a site unlike any other. Any case, ladies and gentlemen, um, those are some of my thoughts on this Jerusalem day. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry that if they're not totally, uh, you know, just jovial, uh, you know, there is a demand. Uh, we're living in a time that God is actually demanding of us to take the next step. And I, I want to make a prayer right now, which is the way I like to think about these things, is I want to say, God, please... Help us. Help us, God. Be those people that we're supposed to be. Help bring us the right spirit into our hearts. Help us know uh, that you're the one God, that, that your truth is, 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 is uh, roaring like a lion and not meowing like a cat. And that's something that I very much am, um, am praying for, ladies and gentlemen. I'm really praying for that. And I'm praying for myself to be able to be that person. I want to pray for you. Let's be those people, folks. Let's take those steps in this life. Roar like a lion. And what is your next step? Ask yourself, what is your next step of connectivity to Israel? And of course, uh, that step is booking that trip, buying that property, drinking that wine, saying to your friend, that, uh, your, your, your colleague at work that, that thinks that Israel is an occupier, hey, buddy, you couldn't be wronger. Um, you know? And there's other steps that you could take. Obviously, there's organizations you could, you could help. 
as I told you a few shows ago, the one, sh the one organization I help is the Tomb of Joseph, who, by the way, Mike Huckabee visited and spoke about in a very moving fashion uh, at one of the events that I was at, the Mizrahi event. So I support the Tomb of Joseph because I'm not there. Okay, what are you supporting? Are you supporting Hebron? Are you supporting Jerusalem, the Land of Israel Network, the Yishai Fleischer Show? you got to help support that one way or another. Any case, my friends, uh, that's my uh, plea to you. Let's roar like a lion out there. God doesn't want us to be timid. He wants us to be, to be, to be accelerated, to be, to be forward-thinking, and to be roaring out there, uh, roaring towards victory and towards really honoring God's name. All right, folks, I'm in Hebron. Uh, last few turns here. Um, last few turns uh, inside this, this uh, important city. This city that I want to call beautiful, but it, it's its heart is beautiful. Its roots are beautiful. Its, it's, uh, it's uh, visuals, its optics are not yet beautiful. They're going to be beautified. However, just one more turn, and I'm right in front of the, the Machpelah, where Abraham buries Sarah, where Adam and Eve are buried, where, where Israel is buried, Jacob is buried, and the rest of the biblical family. Uh, here it is right in front of me now. This is where I got married myself. Israel.com. God bless you wherever you are. Stay tuned. Stay connected. Be proud. Roar like a lion out there. Port and love. And with that, I bid you adieu. May the Lord of Israel, may the God of Israel help us protect these soldiers that I see. And uh, let's always stay together. Hold hands across the Atlantic. And last final word, chazak. That's the word I'm looking for. Chazak. Hashtag chazak. Tattoo it. Uh, 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 emotionally on your hearts. We got to be chazak. Instead of those uh, numbers that were tattooed on our arms, we have to tattoo a new number, which is chazak. Torah says don't tattoo, so don't do it in a tattoo fashion, but do it in your heart. Chazak. God bless you folks. More great stuff is on the way. Stay tuned.